0: hello welcome thank you so much for dropping into time in the studio today this is a podcast highlighting the stories of creatives and plant people where we dive into change connection and growth and i'm your host sarah marie miller i am an herbalist and an artist and this is a place where i get to nerd out and we get to plant seeds of possibility together One of those seeds I want to plant today is to stop spraying dandelions. They are one of the most nutritious and beneficial plants on this planet, and they are under attack. Please eat them, make tea with them, make dandelion pesto, and let's stop poisoning them. These are wonderful helpers. They're great for your liver and kidneys and make your skin super radiant, and they're full of joy and sunshine. Speaking of sunshine, I think you're going to love the episode today with Luke Simon. He is a co-founder of Maha Rose Center for Healing in Brooklyn, and his healing work has been written about in the New York Times and Vanity Fair. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Luke Simon shares Reiki, breathwork, and tarot to shift energy and get people on track with their purpose. Luke believes we are in a transformational time on this planet, indeed. Indeed. And don't have time to waste in doubt, confusion, or negativity. He seeks to go straight in to open the heart and free the past. Every session with him is a space for your soul to be seen, heard, and supported. Luke often helps clients process life lessons into gratitude and wisdom. The intention is to create sacred space for clients to remember their spiritual essence and purpose. Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. I love that. And he really does just have such a great energy and presence and uh, witnesses people in this really profound way. So I think you're really going to get a lot out of our chat. Also, just a reminder to please take care of yourself. I had a couple scares over the last few months. And two of the factors that seem to be common with COVID complications are dysbiosis and low vitamin D levels. So just a reminder to eat lots of greens and foods rich in vitamin c eat fermented foods steer clear of sugar and your food allergens move your body to move your lymph and if you feel like you are getting sick it's super helpful to gargle with salt water every hour or so and eat tons of garlic and ginger get plenty of rest and fluids and lots of sunshine I also want to thank, say thank you so much for your support. A big shout out to Mary. You are my sunshine, a new patron on Patreon. And I have a new goodie for anybody who does sign up for Patreon. Um, So during this wild time, I've tended to children and elders and plants. And one thing we all have in common is that we could all use more water. So I made a little handout on Patreon. It's 13 nourishing additions you can add to water to make it more interesting and intriguing and even better for you. So I've noticed some people need water to be more exciting to drink it. Um, Like my grandpa just will only drink it water if there's juice mixed in. So uh, (laughs) you have to trick him into hydrating. Also, I've begun a new aspect of the podcast where in addition to interviews, I also showcase listeners or previous guests on the show and I want to support you. So if you want to be featured in the timeline, it's just a quick shout out on an episode of the podcast and a little Instagram post. You can drop me a line on Instagram. It's at time in the studio podcast and send me a message letting me know a little bit about you. I'm really excited to support and encourage people who are doing creative things and or working with plants. So I think everyone deserves to be celebrated. And a few people I want to feature in the timeline this week are Nikki Dembeck. She is a wonderful chef, mostly cooking at Black Cat in Boulder, and she makes amazing food and is a great storyteller. Her bread is off the hook, or it looks off the hook. I can't eat it. I wish I could. It looks so delicious. But... Uh, yes, gluten is not my friend, unfortunately. You can follow her on Instagram at N And you can listen to our chat on episode 15 if you want to dig back into the archives. Also, a big shout out to Blue Earth Herbalism. You can connect with Kelly at Blue Earth Herbalism. And she is a phenomenal herbalist, flower essence practitioner, and doula focusing on the postpartum time. I love the medicine she makes. It's super delicious. And she's just has such a thoughtful and wise presence. So please check her out. And last time, light shout out is for Autumn Costner, Southern Sunshiny on Instagram. There will be a link for that as well. She is making the coolest masks I think I have ever seen. So if you want to protect your self and protect others around you and just look so cute get masks from her she also just has the most entertaining instagram i've ever seen she's wears the most amazing costumes and clothes and just her way of life and being in the world is truly an art form so i absolutely love you autumn costner thank you for being who you are So yeah, I think you're going to walk away with a deeper understanding of yourself and how to honor your own purpose on this planet. After listening to this chat, um, spending time with elders, I'm just reminded there's not a lot of time on this planet. Time goes quickly. Yeah, let's make the best of it. Let's try to be positive and loving. And yeah, I just, I love Luke's reminder too let people know you love them so uh, just sending lots of love to you all thank you so much for listening and for being here so please enjoy when you listen if you want you can screenshot the episode and share it on social media and tag me at time in the studio so I can give you a big old virtual hug and thank you for amplifying this positivity out into the universe let's get into it cha-cha-cha Oh my gosh, Luke Simon, you're here. Thank you so much. Such a blessing and a gift to be able to spend time with you today. Um, Great to
1: see you. And thanks for having me here on your podcast.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. So wonderful. So I discovered your work uh, a few years ago when I was living in New York and I went to Maha Rose and you did Reiki there and taught a lot of breathwork classes. And then I got to attend some breathwork and some dancer systems and just really transformative work that you do. And then you also work with tarot and energy work and you are this phenomenal mystic and you put out a beautiful newsletter and have a great YouTube channel as well. And so, yeah, you're just like doing all the things in this really beautiful, sacred heart-centered way. How did you fall upon this path?
1: I fell into this path through a lot of grace of Mm -hmm. one chapter leading to another and getting to be able to explore different topics. I grew up in New Mexico and it wasn't until I moved to New York City that I realized what an influence nature and the serenity and the vastness uh, the sort of atmosphere that's in New mexico mm-hmm. i didn't realize until I lived in New York City how much that impacted me, mm-hmm. so then I sort of began getting interested in all these sort of s- spiritual things, just being like, What is that? could that somehow was that somehow like what I got when I was like little and growing up and uh I s- Started practicing. I found yoga and started practicing yoga, the, both the sort of workout type, but also the yoga sutras and learning about mysticism and meditation. And then after that, I met Lisa and she showed me Reiki. And we started Maha Rose, where I got to sort of take the classes while I was doing the workshop coordinating. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, oh, I want to learn something. And then I'd like, I'd be like, ooh, I want to do an astrology class. I want to do a tarot class. And then I learned a lot through doing that. And
0: I love that. It. it
1: just, it helped me so much.
0: I love Maha Rose. And I just want to give a shout out to that space. Cause I feel like there's some sort of, magical vortex in that part of Greenpoint in Brooklyn because there's Maha Rose and then across the street my friend has a gallery 106 green and then down the street my friend Lizzie has a little apothecary and there's just something about that area that's like there's like a magic sparkle in the air there
1: yeah and yeah Yeah, I I tried to live I, I lived in New Mexico for after I lived in LA I lived in New Mexico for three months and I really did miss the dynamism and the creativity of New York city. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy that it's still exists and it was good to kind of come back to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be wonderful. And such a cool background too, coming from New Mexico. I feel like there's just such uh the sky is just brighter there and bluer and it just, there's something about the energy of being in New Mexico that feels deeply you know, transformative and there's just something so right about it. And so I could see how kind of ping-ponging between the going to from New Mexico to New York, you could see how I have gifts from this place that I need to bring to this other place and vice versa too. I can see how they kind of fuel each other in a really just uh, nice balanced way. I'm curious too about your journey with tarot and I imagine breath work was maybe an extension of the yoga work, just kind of like deepening or is yeah. breath work come about? I
1: guess they're just different, different layers, ways to access different ways of thinking about things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like if you'd pull a tarot card, they can really like call you out and mm-hmm. bring your awareness to things that you're your mind hasn't been thinking of on one level. And then you're like, shit, do I need to address, you know, I guess it is grief. Mm-hmm. Like, am I feeling grief? And they're like, yeah. God, am I feeling grief? I'd like, I guess I kind of am. I haven't really been tuning into, you know, it might've just been on the peripheral. And then breath work is similar. Like you, we lay down and as, you get really oxygenated in your blood, you start to feel in a different way. And your mm-hmm. your mind, your brain chemistry kind of shifts and your mind and your thoughts shift. And you feel things move and you bring in into your nervous system a basically the energy of spirit. So it kind of moves and, and cleanses. So I guess I'm always looking for ways to kind of shape shift and and like see things from different perspectives and then get bigger stories that are outside of maybe like a small identity
0: i love that that's such a beautiful framework and way of looking at it there is something i've started getting more into tarot and before we sat down today i was like oh hey helpful spirits and helpers and ancestors like what should I know about this conversation? And I drew a card and I drew the star card. And I was cool. like, oh my God, that makes so much sense because I feel like you're so made of stardust and you just have this amazing cosmic kind of understanding of the world. And so it just like made me so happy. I was like, that's so cool.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. Oh my gosh. That's one of the my number one favorite cards. So I'm so happy that that came up.
0: Yeah, me too. It was a fun one. Yeah, have you been doing tarot for a long time? Or how has that changed over the last few years for you?
1: Well, I found my first deck in my parents' bookshelf oh, cool. when I was about 12. And it was more of like a Ouija board type of thing back then. And mm-hmm. my friends and I would like get kind of spooked when we did it. We'd be like, whoa, this is what's going to happen. I, wow. As I grew up, I got less superstitious as I understood more things about religion and spirituality. And I wasn't as, they weren't so mysterious and unknown. I was, mm-hmm. I felt more confident in doing divination and mm-hmm. trusting that it's all part of one big energy that's flowing in all things. So, yeah, I, I'm not a expert on any divination, but I I use it in the way that works for me, mm-hmm. and that works for the way I think. And I love, I love. I mean, I have friends who are like experts, and they're so powerful, and I love connecting with them. But for me, it, yeah, it's more of like a it, a little bit abstract expressionism like just like Mm. like okay this okay this is what the star card means today right now to me you know because it's blue and blue makes me think of this and it's it's, but I think that there's something to be said for engaging with divination in, in a way that's like I forget who who said this but she was talking about some psychic who never knew any of the meanings of the tarot cards Mm -hmm. and she just always read them in the moment with Mm -hmm. whatever came to her intuition. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool.
0: Yeah. I love, I don't know a lot about the tarot. I'm just kind of starting to learn more about it. And so I kind of just look at the cards and kind of put a story together based on the context of how they look together and so a lot of it is just certain images will come out more for a certain person or a certain feeling will come out more I'm s- I'm starting to look more at the historical or the actual meaning of each card but I kind of have just used it yeah piecing together oh I'm really noticing the blue in this card and the blue in your situation or yeah. So I think it's kind of fun to piece together in the moment, things that make sense with what you pull out. And it's also fun to balance that with uh, historical and traditional references and information. But yeah, I tend to be more in in the intuitive realm.
1: Because a big important part of divination is the, this energy of that very moment between the people mm. and what, what comes up the 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 person, the moment and what comes up, those three things yeah. are, are a, all working together. And I think a lot of times there's, there's like a lot of influence on the, the history of the card and what's coming up mm-hmm. and that you leave it up to the client to to figure out the story for them Mm -hmm. like if you give them if you do the reading you just tell them like what the star card means then they can go home and think about the star card but Mm -hmm. for me like I'm really interested in in sort of digging in with someone and being like okay so right now I'm feeling this about you and from what you talked about the fact that you pulled the star card and then this is sort of the energy of the moment mm-hmm. and why would we be needing to tap into star energy in this like moment in history or this today, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I think, yeah, I think it's almost like in, in art, I think I was so overwhelmed by technique for so mm-hmm. long and I could notice that in the way I did everything, like the need for, to get better, you know, more sophisticated equipment or hardware or expertise. Mm-hmm. And I've just been on this road for the past 10 years of letting that go and just actually just seeing how how light it can be. And, and to kind of bring it into Reiki, that's what I learned from Reiki. Because in Reiki, mm-hmm. you're allowing energy to move through you. And so the less... can do and the more open you can be to feel the more you are guided
0: oh my god that's such a good reminder yeah because i can really it's funny that you said all of that because i feel like today i i've just just kind of been putting these blocks in my own way of okay it has to be perfect i want to do this and do that and do this and do that. But I have to make sure it's perfect before I can do this other piece. And it's okay. What if you just let that go, just release those things and yeah, drop dropping into just letting the energy be light and move through. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And, and I think really being, I think for me, it's like, Giving, giving people, sharing, sharing these tools with people and almost trusting the tools are enough mm-hmm. and that I think you got to just go with what you know and trust that you've, you've got a lot of other gifts that are also going to come through in your knowledge of something. You might on paper have this many number of hours, and you might feel like it's not enough for you to start helping people. But you got to remember that you have like ancestral DNA knowledge of mm-hmm. how to help people and how to balance things and how to connect with people and just that feeling of connection and support and even going back to divination and just meetings with, with people. Like when you think of the therapeutic relationship, what is it happens when you get to come to someone and they support you? It's like, you know, that feeling of being alone, that feeling of not feeling supported. And then versus like, if you're able to open up and be like, hey, I want to be supported right now. I need help.
0: Mm-hmm. And just being able to see someone and be seen. I feel like a lot of that relationship for me in when I've sought healers or when I've tried to help other people as a healer, I feel like a lot of it is being seen by someone, being able to witness someone or be witnessed by someone is just deeply healing. I think it's interesting this time of social distancing. I'm finding myself more and more drawn to connect to people. I reached out to you. I was, oh my gosh, Luke, I've like always dreamed of inviting you to be on the podcast because I just, I love your work and I love, yeah, just the work that you do in the world just feels so authentic and heart-centered and just good. Whenever I read anything you've written or just attend one of your classes or anything like it just feels like right and good and so yeah there's just a, a magic to that connection and the way that you do witness people and that you can kind of hear underlying stories and see patterns of things and bring that out in people whether they realize it or not or not so I'm kind of curious like in all of your work like in your I feel like through your writing, there's something that happens in your writing. And yeah, if you want to drop into that a little bit, because I know you're working on a book and then this practice of doing a weekly newsletter, like, yeah, tell me about your writing and what that's like, if you could,
1: please. Well, Well, in healing, just to kind of backtrack to what you were sharing just now, I think like, I really like that you said the word witnessing in, in relates to healing because the best healers to me are people who saw me way than I could at that time and kind of, you know, create a space. Mm-hmm. That's very abstract, but I think it's, mm-hmm. it's real. Mm-hmm. Create a space in time or physical space for you to come or, you know, create this, this dialogue or energy work, or like I've been going to Tai Chi class and it creates this space for me to drop into like focus and just change my consciousness of, I'm no longer thinking about nonstop thoughts It's, it requires so much focus to, to do this simple, this, these really subtle detailed movements of Tai Chi, Mm -hmm. but yeah, just kind of like, how can we show up to as a healer to not feel like I need to bludgeon people over the head with like all these truths or huge, like mind blowing ideas, but And I learned this from Reiki again, too. Like, how can I really just be the vibration Mm. and trusting that that that's in that therapeutic moment of divination or healing or whatever, like whatever needs to come through is going to come through. And it's so much easier than having to carry this huge weight of all the things you've learned or all the things that you're you you feel like you need to prove to someone starhawk said like are can you be confident enough to like not show all your power mm. all the time to not prove be constantly be like proving your power like can you just be like here's this is today like this is now and
0: so good
1: so yeah i i, I just i'm really Thank you so much for everything you said because it feels good that people are receiving something from the stuff I put out there because sometimes I'm like oh god should I, I should be doing a better job at marketing or or you know like something like that but it's I really try to just go with uh, you know being it And then whatever comes in the out of that is I really wait for it to be spicy. Mm -hmm. And, and so the writing for me is like, there's juju there. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's exciting for me to make it and it's Mm -hmm. really exciting for me to share it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that space of focus is really precious to me, like having people um, like have to read. I think it's almost like Tai Chi that it like makes you, um, you know, makes you really tune in.
0: Yeah. You have to focus in a different way when you're reading versus when you're just looking, scanning through Instagram and like looking at a bunch of images or something. Yeah. Like you are reading a phrase, it drops you into this other place.
1: I guess I would really like to read you something.
0: Oh, I would love that. It's funny. I was thinking of reading something to you, but it was just something that you wrote. So
1: <laughs> Oh, cool. Okay, cool. Where was the thing you were thinking of from? Do you remember?
0: Um, yes. It was I printed it out. So it was from your last newsletter. newsletter.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's Oh my gosh. Do you want to read it? I'd be so curious to hear someone else's. Someone else's, because you know, actually hearing something is, a, is like a really different way to experience words. Sure, so yeah. yeah, would you read I would, it? I would love that.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I look. I, I'm excited to read it. We don't know the future because it is formed by everyone's contribution. It takes discipline to get through our restlessness, to do self-care. But once we realize how good it makes us feel, the choice becomes easy. That's discipline. We are trailblazing, making new pathways to connect our mind, body, and spirit. I hope you've been finding new roads to connect to feeling good to yourself in this month. The more often we walk the path back to our heart, the more familiar it gets. And I just love that whole, I mean, the whole thing was good, but that was just like, whoa, yes, this is a precious moment and so important to remember tending to ourselves and the idea of making that pathway into the heart more familiar and kind of remembering to go there on a daily basis or as often as we can just drop into that heart space.
1: Yeah and there's this voice in, in my head that's like the it's the naysayer uh, the atheist kind of guy at the gas station who's like yeah but your heart like you talk about all this you know heart stuff but what do you really mean that i always sort of have a little bit of an inner critic when i'm writing these where i'm trying to say something about it's hard to talk about the heart yeah. or the the soul or God. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: because it's a, it's a subjective experience that only us inside, we have that direct understanding. So there's no way that you can be like, here's the recipe. It's a cup and a half of flour and Mm -hmm. butter and (laughs) then cook it at 325. And that's the heart. It's, it's, and i guess spiritual practices that's what it's doing it's sort of these recipes that take you into different states where you're you're like oh okay maybe this is it mm-hmm. but at a certain point you you do enough and you're like yeah this is this is the heart like this so i think in a way i'm really i'm really happy that I know people who <laughs> get it, mm-hmm. you know, and some, sometimes I want to explain things more, but I also feel most of us have had an experience of our heart and we can sort of, most of us know when we are walking, doing things that are walking a path that's making the path stronger mm-hmm. back to feeling good. Mm. versus things that don't make us feel good and things that we know are like destructive Mm -hmm. ways of thinking or ways of acting.
0: Yeah, absolutely true. But yeah, I love that naysayer part of yourself that keeps a questioning kind of check, you know, check and balance of, okay, but what are you really talking about? It's kind of that New Mexico meets New York. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. And I love
0: Screw your magic. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, I want a coffee. Give me a fucking coffee. Like, I love that side of of New York, and I think I've gotten so much from it, of Mm -hmm. what do you mean now? Mm -hmm. Like, what's just the most, let's just say it, people. What do you mean? And I think that there's a lot of passionate, open-hearted people here. And there's people who will really call you out on your bullshit. Yeah. And also I get, I get actually the same thing from people in New Mexico too. Mm. And they'll be like, what the fuck do you like, what do you mean heart? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And, and so I like meeting different people and trying to talk to them about things that are really meaningful to me and try to find common language.
0: Mm, yeah, I love that.
1: Rather than say, because I like I love yoga and I love reading Sanskrit the words that they talk about. Like mm. the soul is chit ananda, sat chit ananda, truth, awareness, bliss. Mm. And to think that within everybody is and everything it exists in its purest form as this dinanda, yeah. and the buddhists would call it nothingness you know and the hindus are like oh no it's bliss but then what does that really mean for someone today right now and where basically we're just trying to get to a part of ourselves that's not burdened by all of our past and all of our worries about the future and that there's this layer of our being that is happy that is happy to be here that living itself has this kind of pure just not weight but substance kind of Mm -hmm. I think that it I really in my own being lost I had to make my way back here so I'm just trying to translate what I kind of discovered about how to, how to just be here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's tough to, cause you know, I feel kind of going back to being made of stardust We're made of stardust and we're trying to come to terms with that cosmic reality and being matter on this earth and mattering and figuring out how we matter to each other and having these connections. And yeah, it's all. What in the heck? I don't
1: know. <laughs> yes. And and I think being okay with paradox mm. is, is really the important thing. It's like we are matter and we are mattering and we are dealing with these really dense, fucked up, unjust, wounded, exploited, trashed, polluted things. And yet there's this other dimension of us that is this stardust,
2: mm.
1: Sachidananda grace guided intuitive wise old ancient so yeah I think I think that's that excites me that that paradox of those two things rather than need to answer it I think it it actually just kind of can sail you like a sailboat forward just being in that those that dance of those things
0: Mm. I love that. I was am curious too, going back to you were gonna read something to me as well. What were you thinking of reading?
1: Ooh, I guess I wanted to just kind of read you something from my book. Cool. Um
0: Yes, please. All right. Oh, and I know I have a little bit of the backstory, but maybe if you could just fill in a little bit of the backstory. What is you're writing a book? What's that all? About? Yeah.
1: Um, well, the book is called tentatively uh, titled "When I Tried to Live in LA," mm. and it's about a period of my to- of my life, extremely uncertain, extremely lost, and was very difficult, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but turned out to be so transformative and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And what I want to share with people, it's for people who have ever been in a situation like that or who might be in one in their life right now. And I think that we all are in that moment right now. Mm So I'm more excited than ever to share this story because it has to do with when you know something's got to change, but then you don't realize actually how it feels to kind of jump into the abyss and like move locations and meet new people and try to start working again and trying to find your place in the world.
0: Mm. Wow. I I love that. That's so timely too. I feel just... 'Cause this is such a time of transformation for everyone. I mean, everyone's impacted by this time in one way or another. And so yeah, we're in the midst of a lot of upheaval and things being flipped upside down and for a lot of for a lot of us. So it's a good time to reconsider how do you find your place, how do you kind of navigate?
1: Yeah. And You know, what's the center and where do you, how do you center yourself? Because when you change locations or you change circumstances, what what you used to hold on to is gone. And -hmm. I think that's why so many people are so tripped out right now. And what I'm going to read you, uh, you know, it has to do with my belly a little bit. And just to remember in the chakra system that your belly is your sense of self. Mm-hmm. and is the sun so it's like a little bit like the star card it has to do with your inner radiance and your being and your sense of who you are mm-hmm. so if that. you kind of read that a little bit into like this character yes. who is me but is slightly you know it's a little bit it's a story I don't yeah. know it's not it's <laughs> it's it's on the threshold between reality and story
0: oh, I love that, that yeah cool.
1: So I'm going to read you from chapter three. My first, first morning in Los Angeles, I sing Strong Enough to Be My Man by Sheryl Crow on my friend's acoustic guitar. I felt energized by my new chapter, but my body was singing a different tune. I was still under the influence of whatever microbes, mycelium, or nerves were destroying my guts. I drove to the nearest walk-in doctor in Pasadena and told her about my move and the homemade reishi tincture she had gray spiky hair and wore green rectangular glasses sounds like you've been under a lot of stress it might just be that this was disappointing because the idea of dying from mushrooming had grown on me over the past few days this seemed like a good enough place to finish my story i had tried to do life but it just gotten my mushrooms wrong i'm not afraid to die I believe the afterlife is a place we all come from and return to. Everything you ever lost on earth is returned to you there. Everyone will experience whatever happens to us upon dying. This made me feel less alone while the doctor typed in silence. I was prepared for the news that I was actually dying. But the doctor rerouted my exit strategy. I think it will pass. Do the BRAT diet, bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast, and I'll have you do a stool sample. Behind every physical symptom, there's a spiritual cause. The body manifests illness to force us to face something. I knew the reishi stomach flu was trying to tell me something, but I had to live through it to gain the reward of understanding. Something around not fully processing, not trusting In a way, my fear and doubt over the move to Los Angeles was the same as my doubt over the reishi tincture. My uncertainty brought on the shakiness. Life was forcing me to pull it together. Dropping off my stool sample to the Davida Testing Center was the first triumph towards getting my life together. I could do this. If I'd poisoned myself in Woodstock in Los Angeles, I was going to do everything I could to undo it. Death offered competition. And I took the challenge to live.
0: I love that. (laughs) That's wonderful. And so interesting, the idea of mushrooms as a poison and as a medicine too. I feel like oftentimes and not knowing which it is in this case, it's kind of walked that. That's a fine line. Like anything can be a poison and anything could be a medicine depending on the dose.
1: Wow, that's thank you so much for bringing that awareness in. Because I, I, while I was reading it, I made the connection of you as an herbalist Mm -hmm. and the fact that Reishi plays a really Reishi is like a character in this book. Like it, 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 it's like throughout the because it begins in Woodstock, and Mm -hmm. I'm studying different things and like Reishi's this portal opener to the other side
0: yes oh and wow oh it's it, totally oh
1: like I, I learned that I learned that from Asia Suler the, the herbalist that oh family. I
0: know. I need to look her up
1: yeah so I took her online classes when I was in Woodstock and I was just really interested in yeah just learning more about and also related to Dao Taoist like Chinese medicine Mm because reishi is really big in in China. So Mm
2: -hmm. it's
1: funny just to see that there's, that's a major theme of this book is sort of the light and dark and Mm -hmm. yeah, paradoxical things that can be either medicines or poisons (laughs) and things that aren't inherently bad, but can be taken into a place that gets, you know, you can get lost in them. And that's kind of how, the book sort of goes into LA and glamor and money and, and all these materialism and how like, there's nothing, it's not evil, Mm -hmm. but, and yet it becomes really bad and it's destroying the environment. Yeah. A lot of the, you know, scenes in the book in traffic, you know, (laughs) it's just like the smog. And so I'm trying to kind of, you know, bring in, those those parts of of some of the the beauty and also the pain that I felt in Los Angeles
0: oh that's amazing I'm interested too in this idea of centering yourself and how we create routines for ourselves to make things happen or to feel more grounded or centered I'm curious about your writing practice or just practices that you have beyond that as well that just help kind of ground you or that just help you to feel, find your place in the world, I guess.
1: I'm not afraid to completely let go. And it's something that I practice. I've been forced to practice and I continue to practice Mm -hmm. and meditation, obviously about clearing your mind, letting go, but this weekend I just I really took the weekend off. I mean I kind of dabbled in my book maybe for 30 minutes I would read and change a word maybe but I was like you know I'm not going to push myself to constantly that pressure I think creates a I don't know we we want it to come we want our the well to move through us that's that's natural and I think when I moved to LA, it was this deep letting go and, and painful, the lostness and the feeling of having nothing and the feeling of being nothing and not knowing who you are. But then in that free fall, that's why I think confronting death is a really important part of it because in confronting death, you actually, you really do understand your life mm-hmm. and what life is. And in that spark, there's, there is this, this memory and this recognition of no, but I have to do this. Oh my God. But If I die this thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh my God. But what about, what about my horses? Oh my God. What about my child? Oh my God. What about my farm? Oh my God. I never got to write my book. Oh my God. I never, wait, I want to do this. I want to love this person. I want to really mm-hmm. tell this person how much I love them. It's the number one thing they say people same when they're dying. They're like, yeah. fuck, I wish I'd told people I love them more. Yeah. So centering and routine. I think you got to really, you got to be in that paradox of exploring it and inviting it and seducing it, seducing structure and order into your life. And then letting it go, if it, letting it flow if it's, you know, you don't force yourself to meditate every day for any amount of time do it maybe force yourself to do it for a few days and then maybe it just lifts off and it's so enjoyable that you it it takes you with it or maybe there's like a better thing for you to do that's gonna really bring you joy and tune you in
0: yeah yeah Oh, that's helpful because sometimes I get stuck in, I have to do this thing every day. And I kind of had a similar weekend where I was just super spacious and I didn't do any of the things that I had on my little to-do list. And I was, it was wonderful. I was like, okay, I'm just (laughs) going to not do my things. And yeah, there's something nice about having that balance of creating some order for yourself, but then also letting it be spacious and letting it go if it needs to. So that's such a wonderful reminder. Thank you for that.
1: Yeah. And I think not, not grabbing, not aggressively grabbing for anything
2: Mm.
1: like being okay in the, especially in this worldwide shutdown quarantine, Mm. we really have to be okay with just completely being first Mm -hmm. and that can be if we have all these shoulds and obsessions of uh, anxiety of things we need to achieve or accomplish it it, it just they get done in a way that isn't full of fullness and joy Mm -hmm. so i try to you know I, I do this class called Sense Writing with this mm-hmm. woman named Madeline Kent. And you begin doing Feldenkrais, laying down on the ground, like opening your fingers and then gently drawing the fingertips together and then opening the fingers and drawing the fingertips together. And it's this way of totally slowing down your, your attention, your nervous, calming your nervous system and just not needing to rush to get there and that's helped me because i mean i definitely have that that obsessive like i want to do it i want to i want to get there now mm-hmm. um that you know is why i live in new york and yeah. <laughs> still live in new york <laughs> but i i also have cultivated the the yin to that yang
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's such a good reminder just to slow down and really notice the little moments and the little sensations and all the little things that it takes to get from one place to another i think and just enjoying those moments too just yeah slowing down and enjoying it's a good reminder
1: speaking of which we we have to wrap up in a second, but do you want to end with a short meditation that I'll lead us in?
0: I would absolutely love that. Yes, please. Okay, cool. Can we also just do a little bit of how people can connect with you or find your... Yes.
1: Life? Please visit my website, lukesimonmystic.com. And that's also my Instagram, mystic and my book i'm looking for a publisher if you know of anybody so the book is on instagram at when i tried to live in la and i'm posting quotes and you know short snippets and sort of like inspiration uh from the book and and then it find me in Brooklyn at Maha Rose. And I also do a uh, phone and, you know, video chat, tarot, breathwork, and Reiki healing.
0: Wonderful. Cool. Thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for your time too. Thank
1: That's you. Awesome. It's so great to see you.
0: Yeah, it's such an tr- absolute wow. treat.
1: Yeah. So let's, let's meditate for a second.
0: Yeah, I love it. Let's do it.
1: Close our eyes and breathe through the nose and sigh out the mouth. Breathing into the body, big sigh.
2: Feel your body. Release any tension.
1: Just let yourself let go of everything else but sensing, sense your breath. Hear the sounds around you. Feel your body? How does the air feel on your skin? Can you feel your heart beating? Can you feel your circulation of your blood? Can you feel the connectedness of your entire body from your heart to your arms, from your heart to your head, down your neck, down your spine, to your legs, to your feet? From your feet, back up the legs, the hips to the heart. Vibrating with life. Take your awareness to All the cells are made of, they're recycled.
2: We eat the food, our
1: body turns it into, it takes proteins, turns it into organs, bones, blood, we'll also connect to that part of us that is cosmic. Mysterious matter that's been recycled throughout time. Came to earth, might have landed from a different place. Maybe even your own soul might have come to earth from a different place. just being with that paradox of being here in this body on this planet in this moment in history but also having these tendrils that reach back to the stars to other times other places In the word cosmic, it means without qualities. It's beyond our, our definitions of sort of earthly matter. Just kind of breathing into that emptiness. That lack of qualities, that lack of definition, lack of answers. Breathing into that expanding universe. The mystery that's always with us when we're alive. Being in the body, but also being open to that side of what we don't know yet and feeling really comfortable and open to it. And feeling from this nice and open space we can really create, create a future we want, bring the best of who we are to help the world, help others. from where you're sitting right now, send out a ripple of light, like a sonar for whoever needs to find you, for whoever you need to find, just imagining that you're on their energetic radar.
2: Thinking the ground underneath us.
1: Breathing deeper into your body. And just coming back and feeling really good in your own container of who you are, of what you are, of today, this moment. Just keeping that paradox of the possibilities of the future open without any stress. It's a source of joy and curiosity. And if you can place your hands on your heart,
2: soothing your nervous system, Affirming your presence. I am. I'm here. I'm here now. I am love.
1: So with that, I think we'll... Breathe in deeper and slide out.
0: Thank you so much. That was Thank beautiful. you so
1: much. Thanks for hosting.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Such an absolute treat and so many blessings to you. And oh my gosh. Just, yeah. Thank you again so much for making time, Luke. It was such a delight.
1: I know. It's great to see you and let's <laughs> stay in touch. Yes. I would love that. Yeah. Yes. Can't wait to hear and just anything else that, that you need or, or want. Let's stay in touch.
0: Yes, absolutely. Same here.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go make lunch.
0: Yes, and do it.
1: Nice yeah. and ready. Yeah. Well, All right. Okay.
0: Take care. Take, best take and care. Bye, days. Sarah. Bye. See ya. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please reach out and let me know your favorite part of the show today and what you want to hear about in the future. If you enjoy the show and you're in a secure place financially, please consider supporting on Patreon at Time in the Studio. And I know many people are feeling the effect of this current time and I get it. I'm with you. If you want to do something to support the show, you can follow or subscribe, share it with a friend, rate or review the show on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a huge difference. And I'm so grateful for your support and your encouragement along this journey. When you leave a review, please feel free to include your website or Instagram handle to bring more awareness to your work as well. I want to support you. You're doing important stuff out there. If you enjoy the show and want a little something else... And to be part of my haiku club, you can sign up for my Haiku Hello email newsletter. It's sent out every two weeks. I've just begun this. It's a haiku, and whatever else comes through to be shared, like songs, recipes, and resources. And it's not available anywhere else. So you can sign up at my website. It's www.aidazea.com. That's a-i-d-a-z-e-a.com. And you can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at Time in the Studio Podcast. And please connect with Luke at Simon underscore Mystic or his website, LukeSimonMystic. His work is wonderful and I love his posts. I love his newsletter. It's so good. And his YouTube channel is amazing. So yeah, I feel like just being able to plug into his wisdom and generous spirit and just yeah just seeing the things that he's putting out into the world just brings so much joy to me so i think it might help brighten your days as we're going through complicated times as well i look forward to connecting with you again next week thank you so much for being here take care and lots of love and light to you all